This is riveting. Find more at riveting.fm. Hey, I'm Morgan. I'm a publicist. I'm Linda, and I'm a writer and editor. This is... Drank. Drank. Drunk. Drunk. (laughs) You messed it up. It's a grammar show with a drinking problem. Thanks for listening. You almost broke into a song. I know. How do you know? You know, my mom always asks me why I can't sing on the show and says that I should. And that I'm she's depriving a, she's the world. Too supportive, I think. <laughs> Classic millennial mom. That was the first Telling thing Morgan's the kids ever done. They can do whatever they want. What, sing? <laughs> Podcast. Oh, that's so rude. That is rude. I've been pursuing my dreams since the 80s, bro. Mm. All right. I just had to quit everything because of my back brace. (laughs) (laughs) Not podcasting. Nope. Perfect for a bad back. (laughs) Got comfy chairs from Ikea. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just you really found your niche. Drinking, sitting, talking. Why is it that you did stop singing? I actually kind of forget. Um, I was going to ask that too. There was just one show where you sang constantly? Yeah, and I don't even want to direct people to it because it's really bad. I was really drunk, and I sang the whole time. Hmm. I don't remember and, like, it. Not in an enjoyable, fun way. Well, okay. <laughs> like a musical. All right. Yeah. No, I understand that it wasn't enjoyable. Yeah, that was bad. But I wasn't confused that maybe it was. <laughs> well, that's rude. From somebody whose favorite movie is Bye Bye Birdie. Oh, I do love Bye Bye Birdie. you would understand. No, I do wish that we lived in a musical world. Oh, I do. And if uh, every meeting could break into a musical, maybe our projects and initiatives would be a lot more engaging. You think so? Yeah. Instead of saying robot words? Segway! <laughs> it's a segway! It's a segway! So now Linda sings. This is what's happened. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. I know you miss my beautiful voice from the angels. Oh, my God. I was in the all-girls honor choir in seventh grade. Wow. That's a big accomplishment. Is there a, a choir for the dumb girls who aren't honor students? No, honor as in for your voice was honorific. Oh, I thought it was like the honor students got the thing. <laughs> no, we let the dumb girls in, too. I like that you said we let the dumb girls in. You know, I wasn't one. <laughs> I had a 4.0 in middle school. Ow. So I don't did think it. they did that. Is that when school. you peaked? No, it's when I pitted, plummeted, <laughs> valleyed. It's when I valleyed. <laughs> Hardcore. Uh, I did have to take algebra twice. Are you serious? I loved algebra. Because I took it for the first time in the sixth grade. Okay, fair. And it was way too hard. Fair. Anyway. Mm. We really ruined our segue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Um. <laughs> Brian sighs loudly in the corner. He's currently in a valley. <laughs> Speaking of peaking and valleying. Okay. So, Linda, I think you should do this because you are the one who works in the corporate world. I'm the corporate robot around here. True that. Okay, so Mashable put together, or actually the Muse put together for Mashable, Mm. um, an article. Wait, 
Sorry, I couldn't scroll. 19 things you need to stop saying because you sound like a corporate robot. <laughs> this is something we love to talk about. Robots. This yeah. is a robot podcast. <laughs> Can't get enough of it. And I I actually even like said recently, I think we're doing too much of like the corporate stuff. Like we should really stop. And then I saw this and I'm the one who put it on our list. I was like, oh, we should really talk about this. This one's different. You said it in your robot voice. We must talk about this. I don't know. <laughs> That was terrible. Why, was it, why is your robot Southern? <laughs> we must talk about this. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. <laughs> well, I was just in Nashville. Maybe that's why. Probably. All right. On a go forward basis. Ugh. Gross. On a go forward basis? Yeah. So you, like moving forward. Yeah. Okay. So they say time only moves in one direction. What is the point of this phrase? <laughs> that'd be funny if you were like go backwards basis <laughs> if we could go back in time I wouldn't do any of this yeah um, this one I hear all the time deep dive yeah I even hear that in my little non-corporate bubble we deep dive we do a lot of deep dives I don't even really get it <laughs> uh, I always use you it to think about something to, really hard I use it to mean <laughs> I do a lot of research, get to the bottom of. Mm-hmm. I have something. Excuse me, over mm-hmm. here. I use it to indicate that this is just really for phone calls because I don't ever meet with anyone, that it's going to be a long-ish phone oh, call okay. and to like not let salespeople on. Like I use it as a technical deep dive. And it means oh. it means like this is a no bullshit call. Like we're talking widgets. Yeah, like don't let the annoying business people on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Thank you. That's a good that's a good one. All right. I hear it constantly. I think that it's like deep dive, like we are really delving into this, like don't think that this Deep Delve. Yeah, deep delve. No. No. Um, all right, another one. Think outside the box, that's stupid. Um mm-hmm. per plus anything. Huh? Like per your oh. per your request, I'm sending blah blah blah. Okay. Um, oh, per- I thought there was going to be a plus in there. I get it. I get oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I like kind of hate per as well because I think someone just doesn't want to say like, hey, here's the stuff you wanted or yeah. something. Yeah. So they like try to make it sound fancier by saying like, per your question earlier. I use that one. Um, yeah, but I kind of use it because I have to give something like, yeah, it's like, Per our earlier conversation, here's what I said I would bring to the table. Yeah. Where's your thing you said you would bring to the table? Still missing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Reach out. Hmm. Instead of like... Call, email. Yeah. Touch base. Yeah. A lot of that. I don't think that's that big of a deal, but it's in here. Oh, uh, this is a big one. Let's take this conversation offline. That sounds dirty. Sounds like you want to meet in a hotel. Yeah. So you'd like to talk about something another time? Cool. But can't you just say, let's discuss this later? But like people will be in a meeting and like going down a path that's maybe like kind of tan- a tangent. Oh. And they'll be like, you know what? Let's take that offline Ew, and come back to I it. I thought it was something you said when you were on, do, only doing emails and you wanted to talk in person. <laughs> God, I love your innocence. <laughs> Even I, I know that. That's why I thought it sounded dirty. It was like, let's meet IRL. 
Is that because I watch Suits? The only reason I know more corporate <laughs> speak than you do, Morgan. Probably. I can't believe people say offline like that to not mean the internet. Yeah. Ooh. That's also why it's like annoying. Cause it's like, get with the times, bro. Yeah, I'd be so confused if someone said that to me. Um, FaceTime. Like, oh. yeah, it's gross. Meeting. It's just a meeting. They say. <laughs> That's when you're discussing things. They say unless, offline, unless of course you want to FaceTime, in which <laughs> case clarify facetime skype or google hangout hmm. Hmm. um so in in a row they have guru and they said how about we just say expert yeah then ninja c number 14 <laughs> and then rockstar c number 15 <laughs> uh what about maven oh i don't see that on here i hate that one too anyway i thought that was just like a fun little list Oh, yeah. Oh, and then there's, sorry, Morgan found this one that was 10 words and phrases to never, ever use at work. A lot of things we can't say. Can't say. So this isn't like things to take out of your vocabulary. Oh, I'm going like really blind here. I didn't do this one. I didn't read this one. Okay. That's all right. <laughs> all right. Only had two weeks. Number when one is assume. I just put, I just found it today. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Number one is assume. Oh, this is going to be a litany of curses. Yeah. And Rachel's letters. ASS, that's an assume. Mm. So, yeah. Actually, they talk about that joke. Make an ass out of you and me. They said, we've all heard it. When you assume, you make an ass out of you and me. Cute. But even the catchphrase earns your eye roll. Mm -hmm. Even if the catchphrase earns your eye roll, it's a good point. Don't accept something to be the case without proof. Um, From a boss, assume is a passive-aggressive way to show authority. From an underling, it looks like Ducking responsibility. Like, yeah. I assume you finished the report. I assume you'll be working on Saturday. Yeah, that's a bad one. And then, yeah, I've been known to be like, well, I assumed that we weren't doing that anymore because I heard you say yeah. that thing. And then it's like, yeah. Wrong. Um, another one is like. Um, mm. They say avoid using <laughs> like, um, sort of, basically, and other weasel words that fill dead air. We just uh, got a iTunes review saying that this show is probably good, but I can't even tell because they say like so much. <laughs> we did? Yeah, I just saw it. Oh, god damn it. Uh, <laughs> so. I do not like that. Like. <laughs> so, guys, leave something nice or Linda's going to. That really makes me sad. I like can't even read now the rest of this thing. <laughs> I like can't even read. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, we made a $400,000 offer, or I finally got that $10,000 raise, um, or I've never eaten there because it's too expensive. Good rule of thumb, avoid stating the amount of money you make or the pile of dough you spend on your trip to Iceland. If someone oh. makes a lot more or less than you, it could lead to awkwardness. Um, whatever. I always talk about money at work and how rich I am. <laughs> make so much money on this podcast. Yeah, just rub it in people's faces. Um, that was a fail. If you're pointing out someone else's mistake, you seem blaming and harsh. If you're talking about your own, you risk undermining your coworker's sense of your abilities. I do that all the time. My supervisor told me that I have to, um, like, stop putting myself down in front of other people. <laughs> That's, like, in my review. <laughs> That's really bad. I know. Yeah, don't do that anymore. 
Yeah, I, I guess, guess I, I read this. I guess I probably shouldn't tell you about the negative iTunes reviews. It's probably not helping. Yeah, seriously. Mm. Only positivity, please. To coddle her because she's such a millennial. <laughs> she was in labor for twenty hours. <laughs> so Everyone loves kids, right? Sure. Once they're out and about in the world, the details of how Ew. long, how painful, and how bloody. Whether it's your experience, your female partners, a friends, or a TV characters are better kept to yourself. Even if you're friends with a coworker, or even if it's a non-work friend, ask them if they're comfortable hearing about the details before you pop them out. Sounds like a bunch of wusses. I can't tell you how many in-depth birth stories I've told and heard in the workplace. Mm-hmm. It's in the tens. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, I was recently watching, this is sort of related to that, I was recent, recently watching the first season of Blackish, mm. the television show. Yeah, Wade, it's so fucking typical. <laughs> I don't think it's even that old, is it? I think it's like maybe in its fourth season. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So she's it's in the 2000s, in the, in the teens. In the, in the 20 teens, guys. All right. So um, they, so the main character works at an advertising agency mm-hmm. and he and his coworkers are like mostly men, but they're guys, just- this is spoilers for the first season of Blackish. Fast forward <laughs> one minute if you don't want to hear. So um, there was a woman in in the conference room the one time, and they, she like he, the main character was talking about some problem he was having with his wife or something. Oh, he didn't get a vasectomy, and he said that he was going to oh. or whatever, and his wife like that's might horrible. be pregnant. Yeah, and it's very disrespectful. Yeah. That's like sexual assault. Okay, um. <laughs> but like saying, um, sorry, saying that you are doing one thing and then doing another, like. It, it that's really fucked up. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a comedy show, so. Okay. I don't like that plot line. <laughs> I'm not telling you a real story. I don't like that. She gets back in him. She gets funny, back in though. him. Don't okay. worry about it. Not funny. Um. Anyway, uh, like the woman in the conference room would like say something about like being pregnant or whatever. And they'd be like, whoa, whoa, too much information or whatever. And then they would like say something like really like macho and man or whatever about like. About their sperm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she'd be like, oh my God, I need to record all of these meetings or something. Anyway, just like we can talk about all the boy stuff, but we can't talk about the girls. Mm-mm, no way. Um, they also said, think outside the box. If your goal in the office is to think outside the box, why not do the same with your well-worn cliches? Okay, good point. Grammarly, good point. There's still at least one person who likes this podcast. Her name's Jen. Thanks, Mom. In-law. <laughs> oh, two. <laughs> Her name's Jen. Okay. She's a teacher in Ontario. All That's right. in Canada. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. She wrote us an email. Thanks, Jen. She's really making my day. She has a .ca address. Isn't that exotic? It is. So you can reach us at drunkordinards at gmail.com. Boring. That is so boring. Um, but I think gmail is .com all over the world. Oh, is it? I don't know. My sister's is, and she's in the UK. Hmm. Okay. All right. So food for thought, guys. That's it. Next topic. (laughs) (laughs) 
Thanks for the email, Jen. <laughs> Thanks for letting us see your personal email address. Ooh. Now I'll read it. Um, the email. JK. Okay. Anyway, she <laughs> says she loves listening to the show. Uh, does that make you feel a little better? It does. So she's a teacher. She was talking with her colleagues about the use of non-binary pronouns. Mm-hmm. And they started talking about the using the singular they and yeah. how to conjugate verbs. And, Hot topic. Yes. So their consensus was that it should be treated in the singular as in Tom wants a red shirt, he wants a red shirt, they wants a red shirt. She asked, what are mm. our opinions on this? And mm. I don't think we agree. Which end? I, well, I don't know about with Jen, but with her coworkers, yeah, I don't agree. Um, I think that we shouldn't make it harder. It's like an easy thing. And people, I think in general, like are kind of trying to make the singular they hard sometimes. Sure. And so I think even if you're talking about a singular, if you use the word they, mm -hmm. you should use the plural verb. So, um, and it's already how we talk. It's already how we talk. Don't make it awkward. It's like, if you think of the singular column, everyone who went to school the way I did or when I did, and you looked at the two columns of singular and plural, and you have like, I am, you are, he is. Mm -hmm. You're just going to have to add an, a they under he, she. Yeah. And it would be they are. Yeah. It's just like yeah. a weird extra, not weird, but it's an extra thing on that side. Totally. Yeah. Just like, you know, other languages have, you know, stuff like that, too. Yeah, I agree. And it's already it just it's just so natural. It would be really hard to stop yourself because I think we already talk like this, you know, I I would be like, oh, you know, Brian, like, I don't know, yeah. you know, like, yeah, they're really happy. Like, I right. wouldn't. Like the child wants yeah. to color, they love red or something. Yeah. It's like, you're not going to say they loves. Mm -mm. So, it, yeah, it's just, um, I think you should just stick with what's natural. Don't try to make it more complicated because mm -hmm. you're already not fitting it into what is mm -hmm. what has been tradition. So yeah. you're already making a new rule or we're accepting a new rule, which is not so new in spoken language, especially. So it's like, yeah, just make it um, as as easy on all of us as possible. Yep. Yeah. Just. I, I agree. And if you're going to be changing, you know, if you're talking about a person and you say, you know, you, they go to college, they are majoring in economics, and then you're going to switch subjects, you just have to be really clear. Then it's like they and their classmates mm -hmm. have biology at this time. Like yeah. it, when you're bringing, when you are making it plural, you just have to be extra clear that it's no longer a singular thing in the show billions there's someone with a with a modern pronoun, day they, show and I've it's never even heard it's of pretty show. it's on showtime it's pretty interesting <laughs> um because this comes up where they're mm. trying to talk about her they 
mm-hmm. and um, it's confusing, but it's it's well written. Mm-hmm. So I can almost see the point for making it singular, singular, because it would it would not be as confusing. Although it sounds wrong, yeah. So for an almost real life scenario, check out the show Billions. Right. Okay. That's I'm a dog lover. Mm-hmm. And I saw this article from NPR. Dogs are doggos, an internet language built around love for the puppers. Dogs are doggos. Yeah. I don't know about that, Linda. So this is from Jessica Body. Body. B-O-D-D-Y. Now that's a cool name. Mm-hmm. Some dogs are doggos, some are puppers, and others may even be pupperinos. There are corgos and clouds, fluffers and fluffs, floofs, woofers and buffers. <laughs> the chunky ones are thick, T H I C C. Oh. And the thin ones are long boys. <laughs> Is this real? Yes. Um, it's. Doggo lingo, a language trend that's been gaining steam on the internet in the past few years. All right. I guess I don't hang out on the dog internet. Sorry. Gotta get cool. I don't either. I mean, this is like, this was sort of news to me, and I feel like I'm a dog person, even though I don't have one. You gotta get on the dog blogs, yo. I guess so. Uh, doggo the long boys. <laughs> <laughs> doggo lingo, sometimes referred to as doggo speak, seems to be quite lexical. They're are a lot of distinctive words that are used, says internet linguist Gretchen McCulloch. It's cutesier than others, too. Doggo, woofer, pupper, pupperino, fluffer. Those (laughs) all have an extra suffix on the end to make them cuter. For sure. And they are. Um, Doggo lingo is spoken by humans online. And what about in real life? Probably, well, yeah, she says, like, or the author says, it's pretty acceptable, or no, McCulloch says, uh, it's pretty acceptable um, or accessible and because it's like easy to say and it's cute. And so it's like easy to take on in real life speech too. And she's <laughs> like, yeah, it's like probably going to be part of our everyday language soon. Um, not all of doggo lingo is canine bound though. Blep oh. Oh. is commonly used for cats sticking out their tongues too. <laughs> I get it. Like that. Yeah. So I guess that started as doggo lingo, but now it's also cats. Um, <laughs> McCulloch thinks doggo lingo may have become popularized and perhaps even solidified in this way thanks to accounts like We Rate Dogs on Twitter and also to dog devoted groups on Facebook with thousands of members. Hmm. Another one is called Dog Spotting with 500,000 members. Impressive. Um, we can't help but be socially influenced by each other, she says. The fun part of a meme is participating in something that other people recognize. All right. So if one person calls a fat corgi a loaf <laughs> and others find it funny, it's easy for terms like that to proliferate and eventually become part of a language like doggo lingo. That's so perfect. Is there a cat equivalent? Do you know? I'm sure. I mean, wasn't that the whole I can has cheeseburgers? Like, didn't they invent like internet language because of cats? Oh, God. 
<laughs> oh, they do note in here. I didn't highlight it, but they do note that as opposed to cat memes mm-hmm. in doggo lingo, it's that humans are speaking about dogs. They're oh. not giving the dogs language. Well, because dogs can't talk. But cats, but cats can. can. <laughs> right. Okay. Faux show, doggo. Uh, though yeah. created in 2008, dog spotting really took off in the summer of 2014, particularly in Australia. Huh. This is significant because... Down under. hmm As McCulloch points out, adding an O to words is very Australian. Really? So they say, like, how you know how we say, like, deaf, as indefinitely? Yeah. They would say defo. Defo, shrimp on the barbie, right-o, doggo. <laughs> that sounds not really natural. Yeah. Hand me a Foster's O. A Foster's O. <laughs> a beer O. I can't really do an Australian accent, but I bet you couldn't tell. <laughs> Is there an Australian here? I mate. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, when they try to give a reason for why this has become like so popular so suddenly, they say that dogs' wholesomeness could be why groups like Dog Spotting and accounts like We Write Dogs have become so popular. They're an escape from a new cycle that's become terrifying and depressing. <laughs> it's so true. Sometimes you just want to look at a cute-ass dog. dog. No complication, yo. Oh, man. I'm still into this. Australians put O's on the end of words. I know. Things. I actually thought that was the most fascinating Sticking part. Sticking in my head O. They say, like, dogs are here. How can the world be evil when dogs exist? That's, like, mm. why it's become so popular. Okay. Um... Anyway. I mean, dogs are all right. Oh, God. (laughs) So weird if you think about it. Animals. They are weird. Yeah. And it's like weird how we've chosen to keep some of them in our houses. But some of them we're like afraid of. Yeah. But like why? Some of them have. I don't know. Never mind. Forget it, guys. Um, Emily Brewster, an associate editor at Merriam-Webster, said, I think it's great when people play with their language. Hmm. And then McCulloch ends by saying um, she thinks some doggo lingo terms have staying power. She says, I wouldn't be surprised if we see doggo around in 50 years and people never (laughs) realize it came from a meme. What? That's so weird. I don't understand. Where are you going to see it if not in memes? (laughs) Like, just, like, in books? Okay. (laughs) Where else will people read things besides memes and social media? But it's like, well, you're going to have, like, a real thing written in doggo and people are going to be like, this is legitimate? I think they're saying, like, um, it'll just be, like, the way if you see, like, a fat puppy or something. (laughs) I'm like, look at that fat boy. People will just be like, but you like, little loaf pepperino. Yeah. Pepperino loaf. That's a good one. Like pepperoni bread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wish we had some pepperoni bread. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Damn. Loaf. Wolf. Loaf. Pause your girlfriend, wolf. Just had a stroke. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you will take this uh, experience offline. (laughs) Do a deep dive. Do a deep dive and go forward. Movement? What was it? Like 
on a go forward basis. Yeah. Keep listening. Oh, yeah, Do more deep diving. Listen to every episode again. And then <laughs> bring it back online and write a review. Five stars only. Oh my God. You're so good at stuff like that. Thanks. <laughs> you just came up with that on your own. You're so clever. I'm a business mogul, Maven Ninja Rockstar. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Buzz, your girlfriend. Wolf. This has been a riveting production.